What's up, Kirk? Hey, Greg. You ready to talk some fancy football? Yes, I am. All right, good. So we are all done with our ranking show. So uh, what we wanted to do next was talk about the team breakdown in our multi-year dynasty league. So uh, the name of the league is very deceiving because it, it is not, in fact, a true dynasty league, but it is a keeper league. Um, and we it, it is year-round to where moves can be made year-round, but it's not a dynasty league in the truest sense. Uh, The way we have this league set up is we started year one with a $200 budget for for an auction draft. After each year, you can keep as many players as you want. The player's value goes up from the previous year's draft. The only rule is you have to stay under that $200 budget for the next year's draft. So, for example, if you keep seven players and their total cost is $150, you only have $50 left for all the remaining spots in that draft in the next year's draft. Uh, it's a PPR league, four point pass touchdown. Um, some other fun rules about it is we don't have kickers in defense. There's a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end and, and two flex positions, which makes it interesting. And there's also a 10 player bench with two injured reserve spots. So, you know, you can stash away some rookies, and, and, and that makes it kind of fun. Uh, the final thing I want to hit on is this is our fourth year in the league, and that's pretty significant because the way we set it up was we are stashing. It is a money league, and we stash away 20% of the, of the dues each year to build up, and we will pay that out in the fourth year. So that kind of, you know, uh, promotes some, some long-term planning and – and you know, f- you know, future considerations for which players you're going to keep. Looking at that year four goal, so that's kind of what we got. Um, and what we plan to do for these next shows is just kind of break the teams down individually. You know, Kirk and I both have a, an individual team in this league, and we just want to, you know, discuss who may be on the trade block, who we who we're looking at keeping, who we're looking at dropping, and. And uh, just breaking down each team at, at this point in the season. Kirk, do you have anything to add about the league? Uh, no, I, I other than um, I think a lot of people have forgotten that this year is more important financially. Um, yeah. And and sometimes they just – I think people just lose sight of it each year anyways. It seems like they just cut and just go all in. So, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I think once that, once that gets mentioned, you may see a slightly – different uh strategy from some of these teams okay yep okay well cool hey so the first team we're gonna go through is is my team bad hombres uh first year with that name uh my team did make the playoffs last year however i was bounced out in the first round um so i had a decent a very good team at the beginning of last year but seemed i just had this desire to trade away all my best players but we're going to go through what i have left on the roster and see what we can't make of it so my uh, last year my starting quarterback was tom brady this year if i want to keep him he would cost 21 dollars out of that 200 dollars budget um and i'll tell you right now i'm only leaning on keeping him uh because it is year four. If it wasn't, I would most likely drop him. Uh, right now, we we had him ranked as our consensus number three quarterback. Uh, Kirk, what, what do you think you would do with, with Brady at this point? 
Well, you're the you know the big elephant in the room is 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 Le'Veon Bell and his salary. Um, so the twenty one dollars ends up being a little bit harder to take. But you know you're right. You don't have any other quarterback on the roster, so you letting him go or not trading for another quarterback would mean that you're hoping that somebody will drop a better quarterback or one that would be cheaper. And I would I would lean towards what you were saying is is this may be the year to keep them and and suck it up. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brady, I do not like spending that much on a quarterback, but Brady still has it in him, I think, to throw for 4,800 yards and 36 touchdowns. So I, I, that's the kind of numbers you want for you know somebody who may, you know, take you to the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, next uh, receiver, Martavis Bryant. If I wanted to keep him this year, he would be $11.00. You know, he was just traded from the Steelers to the Bra- or to the Raiders during the draft. Uh, I think, regardless of whatever team he was on, I, I do not plan on keeping him. Um, again, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him, but just not not willing to spend eleven dollars. Yeah, he's a he's a third wide receiver um, on that team, and you know, you would think he'd be better than, um, you know, better there than he would be in Pittsburgh. But I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's tough. I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. Next receiver, Kenny Stills. Uh, he would be six dollars. Not even an under consideration for me to keep. <laughs> so, no, nothing yeah. to add. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. So this next one, uh, I, I want to bring up two other um, interesting rules about this league. So the next player is wide receiver Cooper Cup. So I actually traded him for him in the off season. So that is significant because if you make any off season trades in this league, you are required to keep any players you, you acquire through off season trades. So I have to keep Cooper cup. What was his, uh, what was his value? So last year in the draft, he went for $3, which would typically mean that I have to pay $8 for him this year. However, because he is a rookie, we have the option for one rookie on our team to stay at the cost of the previous season. So I will either spend three or $8 on him. Um, So, but I like him. I traded for him because my receiver, I I don't have any receivers that I really am fired up about right now. As a rookie, he had almost 900 yards. He was, you know, a, a number 25 overall receiver. So I just like a little bit of depth there. Somebody I can start and not have heartburn about. Right. I'm um, I'm actually keeping track of your roster of who uh, who you know as far as your start or who you're keeping, so that mm-hmm. way maybe we can do a total and do a brief uh, financial analysis. But yep, keep going. Okay, uh, next, uh, who I believe is going to be the number one overall player? That's Le'Veon Bell. Um, he'll be sixty-five dollars this year, and that's not even a question because it's year four. I am keeping him. Um, so uh, some people listening to this may say, "Well, hold on a second. If you're going to keep him for $65, but you're hemming and hawing about Tom Brady at $21 or, or not keeping Martavis Bryant for 11 and if you've never done an auction league, uh, you know, the, the, the best advice I can give you is you have to know your league. Some leagues, you know, running backs or best players may go for $45, and, and nobody will pull the trigger on guys more expensive than that. Well, this is not one of those leagues. Players are consistently going in the 60s especially somebody like Le'Veon Bell, um, I could not release him and then hope to get him for cheaper because there will be – the other thing you have to look at is how much money people will have going into the draft. So, um, you know, that this does, may be 
that yep. does that does make a difference on your decision if you were to somehow know that somebody was going to keep a certain amount of players and not be able to you could essentially release them and then save like five bucks or something like that but yeah you have no way of knowing and it's too much of a risk yeah and it also this also speaks to the 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 price tag that we put on or how much value we put on running backs in this league uh, they're mm. they're they're at a premium and if you can get a number one or number two running back, you better you better get him. Okay, moving on. Delaney Walker. If I wanted to keep him, he would be $14. Uh, you know, we both talked about him in the tight end show that we really like him. Having mm-hmm. said that, he is, the, uh, I believe, will be the, the third best tight end on my team. So he will be a drop. Um, there may be some people who, who may want to trade for him, and, and I'd, I'd entertain those. But uh, as of right now, he's going back into the field. Yeah, you've entertained it with me several times. And he's still available. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh next this this one here is is this is a, a good one. Kenyon Drake. I picked him up off the waiver wire last year, so he was free. This year I would have to pay five dollars to keep him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still and we talked about in the running back show, I have no idea what to expect as far as his role in Miami. I don't know how much Frank Gore is going to cut into that. It's funny. I was talking to my cousin Mike today and he, you know, he's a Dolphins fan. He said he wouldn't be surprised if they cut Gore. I don't really see that, but uh, I don't know if Kenyon Drake is a three down guy. Um, I can tell you that I have already received a trade offer for him from somebody that you had ranked as a top 10 receiver and I turned it down um, and they were, they would be at a good price too. So uh, that just kind of tells you he is available for trade, but um, it would take a, a pretty big, hmm. pretty big deal for him uh, to, to exit my team. Uh, it looked great at the end of last year, but you know we'll see. Must have been an expensive wide receiver. Uh, it actually was not. It was, huh. it was not. So I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Right. So, so we'll he's talk. a he's a maybe, right? Kenyon Drake's a maybe. Well, he's a definite. I mean. He is on the trade block, available for trade. But if he's not traded, he is a definite keep. At five dollars, I can't, I can't let him go for five dollars. Okay. All right. So here's a guy who, at the end of last season, I had no desire to keep because he was a backup tight end. Now he signs an eight million dollar a year contract for Chicago Bears. You skip somebody. Oh yeah, I'll come back to him. Got it. Uh, so. Uh, so and that's Trey Burton. So Trey Burton will be five dollars this year. Again, had no, I hit, I, I have Zacherts on the team, so I picked up Trey Burton to fill in for him late last year. Um, but I'm going to keep him, and right. he's also I think somebody that I may be able to unload in a trade, or if somebody's looking for a nice cheap tight end with some upside, I may be able to get another nice piece for him. But he's somebody as of right now I'm definitely keeping. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I agree. Yeah. Yep, the one player I did skip on accident was Jay Ajayi. Uh, that team, they, they got rid of LeGarrette Blunt, so I think he, he really was the main one cutting into Ajayi's carries after he was traded to Philadelphia last year. There's really only Corey Clement to challenge him for touches. They re-signed Darren Sproles. Not worried about Darren Sproles. Uh, he's a definite keeper at $16. Again, though, I, I yeah, I, I've had some people inquire about him, but I'm really not interested in trading him because I think he has the potential to be a number one running back. Uh huh. I I I yeah. I I think at some point you're going to be um, 
You're going to be pinching pennies here, but we'll, I'll let you finish your roster because I, I feel like that may it may actually loosen up based on what you're saying. Okay. All right. So next, another Philadelphia Eagle. That's Zach Ertz. Uh, he'll be seventeen dollars to keep. Uh, we I have him ranked as my number two tight end overall, so he's a definite keeper. The one thing I'll say though is with him and Tom Brady, that's thirty eight dollars wrapped up in my quarterback and tight end. That is not something I'm comfortable with or really enjoy doing, but I think those two have the potential to be top three players in their position, so I've got to go ahead and do it. So, Zach Ertz, definite keeper for me. Okay. You're at I – wanted, I wanted us to do a little uh, real old budget when you're – so that way people have, have understanding of what you've – not announced, but that you're going to keep for sure, but who you're expecting to keep. Um if you have your Tom Brady, Le'Veon Bell, Kenyon Drake, and Cooper Cup, and I'm going to keep Cooper Cup at three bucks as a rookie for the sake of this, you're at 94 for those guys. And then you bring in Trey Burton, Ajay, and Ertz, and that's uh, 20, that's 33, it's $38. So 38 and 94 is 142. Is that right? 132. 132. Yep, that's what I meant to say. 132 between one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep. And and you're you're expecting to be active in the in the rookie draft and the free agency draft. Is that correct? Oh, I mean, I'd always like to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's the thing is, this year there are some players on my team that I would release if it wasn't year four. So, right, we have that. Right. Um, okay. Hey, moving on. Kelvin Benjamin would be $24 if I want to keep him. Uh, I wouldn't mind having him on my team, just not for that price. So he's going to go back. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I may try to pick him up for six, seven bucks. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind getting him uh, just to take a flyer. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Next, Josh Doxson. Here is another one that I'm very torn on. Uh, he will be $10. Uh, huge question mark. No idea what Alex Smith is going to bring to that. You know, the thing last year, he really had a prime opportunity to shine. Terrell Pryor was a bust, hurt all year. And Doxson, he had a couple nice games that were saved by touchdowns, but really he was getting two, three catches a game. Uh, I, I Right now I'm leaning towards cutting him, but he is a tough one. I think I think you can find somebody else under $10, who's just as valuable. Right. Okay, next is a top 10 receiver, according yep. to Kirk, that I have on my team. That's Jordy Nelson, who I traded a lot for last year. I uh, was fired up about getting him as a Packer. That was a huge bust. Uh, he's a definite drop. He would be $33 this upcoming season. No interest in even picking him up. So, he's Yeah, gone. I wouldn't spend 33 bucks on him, even though I know he's going to be a top 10. Really? Yeah, I would never spend 33. I guarantee it'll be top 10, not worth 33. Uh, that's funny. Cause I would, I would, if I could guarantee somebody to be in the top 10, I'd spend 30, 33 bucks on them. But yeah, I got, I got four other ones I have to spend that much money on. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Orleans Darkwa, he would be $5. No consideration there. He's gone. Uh, this next player, Aaron Jones, uh, second year running back from Green Bay, he would be $5 to keep. I picked him up off waiver wires last year. Uh, you know, 
if they go into preseason and Jamal Williams is the first shore starter and, you know, if uh, Ty Montgomery is you know, playing the third down back, then Aaron Jones is gone to go into preseason and Aaron Jones is a starter, then then I'm keeping him. Uh, I just have no idea what to expect from from that backfield right now. I feel like I feel like him and Kenyon Drake are are the ones that could one could stay and one could go. Uh, Depending upon yeah. the situation. I don't think you're going to keep both. Well, I mean, if they're, I mean, Kenyon Drake is, I'm keeping him. If Aaron Jones is a starter, I'm keeping him. Uh, they're both Boy. five bucks. I, 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 you know, even though I'm, I feel very good at running back. I mean, Kenyon Drake looked great. Aaron Jones, I, I will, I will spend five dollars to take a chance on somebody who's a starting running back for Green Bay. All right. All right. So. The next next guy, another kind of similar running back to those two, not really in a situation, but another guy who would cost five dollars. That's Tariq Cohen. After week, you know, two or three last year, he looked like he was he was going to light the world on fire. He looked like Alvin Kamara ended up looking like. I mean, he was so exciting, uh, could make you know these veteran NFL defenders look silly, and then they just kind of went away from him. Uh, I know he's got some issues in the pass blocking game, but. I feel like Matt Nagy is going to try and utilize him maybe similarly to, you know, how they always try to get the ball to, he always tried to get the ball to Tyreek Hill in the Chiefs offense. Now he's the Bears head coach. I feel, I feel like Cohen is a guy who, if I release him, I would, I could greatly regret it. Hmm. Interesting. And, and remember with Aaron Jones or Tariq Cohen, uh, I could keep them for free because again, there's one rookie who I can, you know, provide that discount to. So between those two and Cooper Cup total, if I kept all of them, those three players would cost me $13. Right. All right. Next, hmm. Dontrell Inman. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do you have anything for Cohen? No, that's a, that's a, your, whatever you said was, you know, right on board. You, uh, yeah, he's a, he could be a big, could be a big miss if you drop him, but, you know. Okay. Dontrell Inman, uh, he's a definite cut. Trent Taylor, who was a possession receiver for the Niners last year, had a couple nice games. I never played him. He's a definite cut. Uh, Pierre Garçon, uh, he would be $11 next year. Uh, started off having a uh, actually a pretty nice season, uh, then gets hurt, and he never played with Jimmy Garoppolo. So he, he's a tough one, too. He would be $11. Right, uh, right now that I mean that would put me into a, a position to where I would, uh, I would take myself out of the running of another stud player, and uh, we'll yeah. explain that in a bit. But uh, what do you think about Garcon? Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. I mean, I I like him optimistically, um, and even eleven dollars I think would be right on par with with a a quality Jimmy Garoppolo. So yeah, I'm I would be trying to keep him but because you don't have you only have one wide receiver yeah running the league so that that makes it tough all right lastly i have cameron meredith he's a definite drop uh no interest in him now that he signed he signed with new orleans uh so so and here's why we're uh, i'm him and hon on pierre garçon again eleven dollars i'd like to like to keep him for that but right if i drop pierre garçon with all the players we I've said I would keep, and that's Tom Brady, Le'Veon Bell, Jay Ajayi, Cooper Cup, Kenyon Drake, 
Tariq Cohen, Zach Ertz, Trey Burton, and Aaron Jones. I'm I'm at one hundred and forty two dollars. So that would leave me with fifty eight dollars left for the draft for quite a bit of positions. I think I, I would still have nine slots left to draft. Yeah. Uh, so really what that would afford me the opportunity to do is go big for one stud receiver and then I would be looking at a dollar to maybe three dollars for the rest of my picks. Uh, so, you know, would it better to be have Pierre Garçon for 11 bucks and then, you know, give myself $47 to play with or drop him and give myself $58, you know, hopefully be able to spend 40, $40 on a stud receiver and, and take my chances there. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, like Kirk said, I may want to trim the fat on some of these players, but you know, I think some of them have such big upside that it's going to be hard for me to do that. So, but that's my team in a nutshell. Yeah, it seems like you should find a trade partner who has a lot of good wide receivers. Yeah, I've tried. Well, there should, be, some, there should be somebody out there. Maybe, yeah. maybe you're just too stingy of an owner. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> so, um, hey, bef- before we move on, we, we actually are going to do a new segment to our show and answer some, some fan mail. But before we do that, I want to just uh, mention one of our sponsors. And that's uh, that's Brewflix. Kirk, I, I, I'm sure you've never heard of them, but it's actually a movie theater uh, that has uh, six theater with stadium seating, a full food menu and a batch of seven different microbrews. Come this Saturday and watch a blast from the past when they play Bedazzled, starring Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley. I don't think that's the name of that movie, but... Oh, it's, uh, you know, I think it is. Oh, well. Bedazzled. Okay. That's where they just sit around and... Put jewels on their jeans? Yeah. Yeah, they make notebooks and jeans and stuff like that with glitter, lots of glitter. (laughs) All right. Hey, so, so Kirk, we got a couple of questions. Uh, obviously, the, the show's blowing up. Uh, the first question comes from Garrett Heidelman from Thunder Valley, Michigan. Ooh. And he asks, hey, fancy boys, which running back from the ranking show has the biggest chance to bust this next season? Ooh, that's a tough one. Kirk, you said you, you had a, some issues. Yeah. This question. I think I think I ended up uh, making the obvious choice because I I had him ranked higher than you did, and for <laughs> the reason that um, you had him ranked lower is uh, is why I'm going to do it. I think he he could bust. That's Lashawn McCoy. I have him. I had him ranked seventh, and and I felt that he was going to get a ton of activity, and I still do. But that also could be a um, a negative that if he's their best player, he may be focused on. So I think maybe he ha- may take a, a step back this year um, uh, or has the potential for it being kind of a, a bad year for him. So, you know, LaShawn McCoy was my answer, too, uh, for, for all the all the reasons you said. I think that offense is going to be bad, but we're not the type of show to just give one answer. So I've got to look somewhere else in this inventory and find another player. And I, I guess if it's hard, it is hard. If you put my feet to the fire, I would say Mark Ingram. Um, Just because, you know, I can't remember the last time when we ever had a season where to where you had two running backs going into the season, preseason ranked number 10 or both in the top 10. 
So you've got Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. I think Kamara's the more talented back, the guy they're going to, you know, after he was so exciting last year, they're going to try and feed him the ball. So Mark Ingram, he's always, he's never seemed to be in the good graces of Sean Payton. So we'll see what happens with that situation. But if there was one other running back I may not feel as comfortable with in, in, in that top 10, it would be Mark Ingram. That's a that's a that's a good one, and and he would be, he would be enticing in a trade to a yeah. running running back needy team if Sean Payton really isn't that enamored with him. Yep. All right. Good. All right. Say. Uh, all right. Next question. Oh, this mm-hmm. is coming from uh, Sadiq Gupta in <laughs> Mumbai, India. <laughs> so we've gone international. I guess. I mean, I wonder. I wonder how fancy he is over there. Yeah. So he writes in, hey, fellas, first time, long time. Which NFL offense will take a step back from their prolific 2017 year? Uh, So what he's asking – oh, thanks for the email, Sadiq. What he's asking is which team, you know, which offense had extreme fantasy significance last year uh, and they will take a step back uh, in 2018? Kirk, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you first, and then after this, though, I want to answer kind of the 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 opposite of this question: is which team do we think will take a step forward as far as fantasy relevance? So go ahead with uh, with your first the first, first one. The first team that's gonna drop, um, and it's mostly because of an unknown, is is Kansas City. Um, I I think that uh, with the rookie quarterback, it's tough at any with any team, and I just feel like that would be the uh, the first team I would look at to, to have take a step back. And I even mean uh, Kareem Hunt and Tariq Hill and those guys. I think all of them may, uh, at the end of the year, may may rise back up to the top. But I think initially it's going to be tough getting the uh, getting them going. Um, I would be kind of – I would still draft Kareem Hunt and I would still go after him. But the rookie quarterback makes it tough. I'll tell you what, Kirk, you and I are on the same page because that Kansas City was my number one pick, too. <laughs> um, secondly, though, I mean, uh, again, uh, you know, there's a couple other teams, though, that give me pause, and uh, they're a little bit different. And, and the first one I want to talk about is Houston. Um, but Houston did it in just, just really six or seven games where Deshaun Watson started and played last mm-hmm. year. But it's not fair to say that the whole offense will take a step back. Um, but the pace that they were on is not sustainable. Uh, so if you're, you know, I think he had seven games. He had 19 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopkins was great all year. But Will Fuller, the pace that he was on was just, again, that was unsustainable. So I would not expect that from Houston if Deshaun Watson is able to play the whole year. Uh, the other the other one is kind of the same thing is is st louis uh again nobody going into the year nobody expected them to be the highest scoring who, offense who is st louis the former st louis rams now los angeles rams right oh okay great thank you it's, yeah i don't think yeah. st louis is going to have any yards at all this year that's that's why <laughs> i have them as my answer huge step back huge thousands of yards difference <laughs> yeah. They cannot replicate what they did in 2014. No. Even under Jeff Fisher, they're still right. going to progress. <laughs> They'll still manage to be below <laughs> mediocre. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, yeah, I just don't see them being the highest scoring offense this year. Uh, Gurley's going to be great. 
I just questioned Jared Goff and, and their receiving options there. So, okay, so the flip side of that, teams that were not fantasy relevant or didn't have any fantasy relevant players last year who you think may take a we're, step. We're going to be the same. We're going to be the same again. I'm picking Indianapolis because you're going to insert Andrew Luck, who's a 4,000-yard passer. And last year they were under 3,000 in passing yards. I mean, right there alone, um, it's it's going to be a jolt to the offense. Um, that would increase T.Y. Hilton. That would increase the tight end. That would increase any other wide receiver. Um, it also increased his rushing yards if he's still going to be active rushing. Um, the only question is is who's who's going to take over the reins as a running back. But regardless, I think mm-hmm. they're going to be able to run the ball as about as well as they did last year, which wasn't that big of a deal. So, yeah, um, no. Tell me, I'm tell me, I'm where you pick the same answer. Uh, well, I, I will tell you that that was my backup answer. Oh, and I, I feel I feel more confident in Indianapolis than I do my actual answer because you're absolutely right. If Andrew Luck is back, he's just gonna he's just gonna lift everybody up uh, around him. Mm-hmm. The, the answer that I went with is. Uh, I think this team may be this year's Los Angeles Rams, uh, and that's Chicago. Uh, but all of that is on Mitchell Trubisky. But you look at some of the people they added, uh, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton. They, they got an offensive-minded coach. You know, they've got two, I think, great running backs in Jordan Howard and, and Tariq Cohen. I think that offense can be a lot of fun. They, uh, the name's escaping me right now, but I know they went after a big receiver in the draft too. Uh, I think that offense has a lot of they'll they've got some some real talent there. I'm not saying that uh, you know that I put money on it, but I, I just think I see the makings of them taking a step forward, which compared to last year to where especially when Mike Lennon was starting a couple of games, they had less than 100 yards passing. So I'm not saying they'll be great, but I, they will definitely be relevant, much more relevant than last year. Yeah, you, you're, you're, the expectation with Mitchell Trubisky is that he's going to improve and, and that the offensive coordinator is going to do what he wants. And, you know, it's a, it, everybody else other than him, I would say, yeah, that's a great that's a great looking offense. But, yeah, he's he scares me. As far but as just, just, as far just, as yeah, just remember how Jared Goff looked in year one, too. That's true. He looked, he looked like a bust. So that's true. Yeah, but they're not the same. <laughs> All right. Hey, Kirk, it was good talking to you. We're awesome. Have to try this again. Yeah. I, yeah. In a week. All right, man. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Yep. Bye. Bye.